0: friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, today we're looking to start our week with some wisdom and some encouragement. We're ready for a very famous psalm, a psalm that very few people (laughs) on the earth have not heard, uh, Psalm 23. It's only six verses. We're going to read that, and then we're going to read some... Uh, commentary from matthew henry about it uh psalm 24 and then we are looking at proverbs 17 so that is what is on the agenda for this morning if you're wondering why the podcast is getting out a little bit later uh, than normal by an hour or two it's because i currently don't have internet at my house so i'm uh Recording it, but having to upload it from somewhere else. So that is uh, an issue that I'm dealing with right now. Alright, let's begin. Psalm 23, a very famous psalm. And then I want to read some commentary from Matthew Henry about it to give us kind of a deeper thinking uh, about what's being said here. Psalm 23, King James Bible. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so there's Psalm 23. We've all... We've all heard it. You know, one of my favorite parts of the psalm is actually the ending. Verses 5 and 6. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. One of the struggles Christians are dealing with right now is this ominous view of the future right this lack of hope for uh the future when really we need to be adopting more of this attitude surely goodness and instead of saying you know it's only a matter of time before i get that phone call it's only a matter of time before the attitude should be surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let me read the commentary from Matthew Henry. It's actually a little bit longer than the psalm, but I think it'll help kind of embed this thinking. Here's what he says. The Lord is my shepherd. In these words, the believer is taught to express his satisfaction in the care of the great pastor of the universe, the redeemer and the preserver of men. With joy, he reflects that he has a shepherd, and that his shepherd is Jehovah. A flock of sheep, gentle and harmless, feeding in vardant pastures under the care of a skillful, watchful, and tender shepherd forms an emblem of believers brought back to the shepherd of their souls. The greatest abundance is but a dry pasture to the wicked man, who relishes in it all Only what pleases the senses but a godly man, who by faith tastes the goodness of God in all his enjoyments, though he has but a little of the world in its green pasture. The Lord gives quiet and contentment in the mind, whatever the lot is. Are we blessed with green pastures of the ordinances? Let us not think it enough to pass through them, but let us abide in them. The consolations of the Holy Spirit are the still waters by which the saints are led, the streams which flow from the fountain of living water. Those only are led by the still waters of comfort who walk in the paths of righteousness. The way of duty is the truly pleasant way, the work of righteousness in peace. These paths we cannot walk unless God leads us into them and lead us on in them. Discontent and distrust proceedeth from unbelief, an unsteady walk is the consequence. Let us then simply trust our shepherd's care and hearken to his voice. The valley of the shadow of death may denote the most severe and terrible affliction or dark dispensation of providence that the psalmist ever could come under. Between the part of the flock on earth and that which has gone to heaven, death lies like a dark valley that must be passed in, going from one to the other. But even in this there are words which lessen the terror. It is but the shadow of death, the shadow of a serpent will not sting, nor the shadow of a sword kill. It is a valley deep indeed, and dark, and murray, but valleys are often fruitful. And so is death itself fruitful of comforts of God's people. It is a walk th- It is a walk through it. They shall not be lost in this valley, but great safe the mountain on the other side. Death is king of terrors, but not to the sheep of Christ. When they come to die, God will rebuke the enemy, and he will guide them with his rod and sustain them with his staff. There is enough in the gospel to comfort the saints when dying, and underneath them are everlasting arms. The Lord's people feast at his table upon the provisions of his love. Here's, a, here's the part that Matthew Henney is writing about those last two verses that I reread. Let me read them one more time. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here's his commentary on that, just a couple more sentences. The Lord's people feast at his table upon the provisions of his love. Satan and wicked men are not able to destroy their comforts while they are anointed with the Holy Spirit and drink of the cup of salvation which is ever full. Past experiences teach believers to trust that the goodness and mercy of God will follow them all the days of their life. And it is their desire and determination to seek their happiness in the service of God here. And they hope to enjoy his love ever in heaven. While here, the Lord can make any situation pleasant by the anointing of the Spirit and the joys of his salvation. But those who would be satisfied with the blessing of his house must keep close the duties of it. And that is the end of the commentary. That last sentence is loaded, but you kind of have to chew on it a little bit. He says, but those that would be satisfied with the blessing of his house must keep close the duties of it. All right. We're going to read Psalm 24. It's only 10 verses, and then we'll move on to our proverb for this week. Psalm 24 The Lord, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him that seek thy face, O Jacob. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle? Lift up your heads. Oh, ye gates, even lift them up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. And that is the end of our psalms this morning. We're going to read Proverbs 17. It's a continuation of Contrast of Goodness and Evil. Some of the same themes... uh, Just continue to be repeated Uh, wisdom in keeping your mouth shut. (laughs) Uh, It's better to, you know, any situation is better than being with a fool. Um, Any situation is better than strife in your house. Like very basic but powerful wisdom and truth. Let's get started. Better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. A wise servant shall have rule over a son that causes shame, and shall have part of the inheritance among the brethren. The finding pot is for silver, and the furnace for gold, but the Lord trieth the hearts. Mm, That's a deep one. Let's, let's, Let's read that again. That's one worth chewing on for a little while. The fining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. Which I believe what he's referring to is how you melt these metals to get the pureness, right? Because when you melt it, it, the stuff that's not really silver or not really gold kind of separates and all you have left is the real pure thing. So he says, The fining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord trieth hearts. For a wicked doer giveth heed to false lips, and a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue. Whoso mocketh the poor reproaches his maker, (laughs) and he that is glad at calamity shall not be unpunished. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children are their father's. Excellent speech becometh not a fool, much less do lying lips a prince. A gift is a precious stone in the eyes of him that hath it, whithersoever it turneth it prospereth. He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separate very friends. A reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred stripes into a fool. Let's read that again. A reproof, meaning when you rebuke somebody or give them correction, if they're wise, what's it say? It entereth more into a wise than a hundred stripes into a fool. So a wise person, you give them them a little wisdom, give them some correction. That's more valuable to them than beating a fool a hundred times. Like he's a fool. He's never going to learn. Verse 11, an evil man seeketh only rebellion. Therefore a cruel messenger shall be sent against him. Listen to verse 12. Let a bear robbed of her whelps meet a man, rather than a fool in his folly. <laughs> the writer here is saying, you're better to run into a bear who's been robbed of her babies. Obviously she's going to be furious and violent. That's better than running into a fool and being caught up in his... Stupidity. Verse 13 Whoso rewardeth evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. The beginning of strife is when one letteth out water, therefore leave off contention before it is meddled with. He that justifieth the wicked and he that condemneth the just, even they are both an abomination to the Lord. Wherefore is there a price in the hand of a fool to get wisdom? seeing he hath no heart to it. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A man void of understanding striketh hands, and become a surety in the presence of his friends. He loveth transgression that loveth strife, and he that exalteth his gates seeketh destruction. He that hath a froward heart, meaning perverse heart, findeth no good, and he that have A perverse tongue falleth into mischief. He that begetteth a fool doeth to his sorrow, and the father of a fool hath no joy. A merry heart doth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. A wicked man taketh a gift out of the bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. Wisdom is before him that hath understanding, but the eyes of a fool are in the ends of the earth. A foolish son is grief to his father, and bitterness to her that bare him. Also to punish the just is not good, nor to strike princes for equity. He that, hateth, he that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. That's one, I think, that all human beings, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not a Christian, a believer, not a believer, people cannot hold their tongue. They just have to be heard. Whatever it is, it has to be heard. Let me read that again. Even a fool when he holdeth his peace is counted wise and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding we all need to talk a little less the whole world does not need to hear our opinions on every matter we do not need to share our thoughts on every comment thread in every conversation there's wisdom and being silent I pray that you've been blessed this morning. I pray that this work continues to pierce your hearts and to help you to draw closer to God. I pray that you actually are receiving wisdom and encouragement on these Monday mornings when we go over the Psalms and over the Proverbs. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting this mission of truth. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.